Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year to you all. Uh, I had to duck out before the end of service uh, last night. Um, it looked like you were having a great time. I heard Osata led the charge, and uh, we were, and, and uh, Marco uh, was doing stunts in his wheelchair. And uh, so we thank God for uh, what He's doing uh, in our church and the joy of the Lord that's here amongst each and every one of you. So I look forward to a great year. I'm talking a waffling here because I've lost my position in my, in my notes here, and I'm nearly thinking I bought the wrong book, but anyway. Uh, but praise God this morning. I want you to turn your Bible to uh, Jeremiah chapter 30, chapter 32. And again, to Tony and all those who are watching online, so delighted you're with us this morning. And we are praying for a full healing for you, for Billy DC, for Lucia Dunbar, and for all those who are heavy in Zion today. Amen. Our, the Bible says to pray for all or do good to all, but particularly to the household of faith. Amen. And we send all our love to you today. And again, Pastor Patrick said it, but from myself, Pastor Steve, and all the ministers, a sincere thank you for the tremendous support uh, that you have given to the life of the church <coughs> and to the to the the testimony of Christ here in Cork Church, that we would be seeing young men like this go to Bible school, raised up for the Lord. God knows where he'll bring you back here maybe, but who knows. But wherever we're found, we'll be found serving him, whatever place. It doesn't really matter where. What matters is our heart, that we're ready to live our life for the Lord. And I hope this morning, those of us who are here, those who are watching, that you'll understand that the only real true usefulness of your life is when you give it to God. If it's given just to you, you're going to waste it. And if you take a little moment to examine where you are right now, you can see. If I'm just living for myself, well, you can have another 20, 30, 40 years of that and see where it gets you. It'll get you a big fat zero at the end of it and no real uh, reason to live, nothing to live for, nothing to die for. But when you give your life to the Lord, what an exciting life it is. It's not an easy life. No, he didn't say it was easy. But he did say my burden is easy. But life isn't easy. His burden is not the hard part, is it? It's life is the difficult part. And yet he says, in life I'll be with you, amen. So praise God. This is a great uh, scripture. I love, I love Jeremiah. But Jeremiah chapter 32. <clears throat> and uh, we're reading from verse 6. And Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle, will come to you saying, buy my field, which is an anathot, for the, right, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. Then Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, please buy my field, that is anathot, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is yours, and the right of redemption yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that it was the word of the Lord, so I bought the field from Hanamel, the son of my uncle, who was in Anathoth, and weighed out him the money, 17 shekels of silver. And I signed the deed and sealed it and took witnesses and weighed out the money on the scales. So I took the purchase deed, both that which was sealed according to the law and custom, and that which was open. And I gave 
and I gave the purchase deed to Barak, the son of Neriah, son of Mashiel, in the presence of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and the presence of the witnesses who signed the purchase deed before all of the Jews who sat in the court of the prison. Then I charged Baruch before them, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take these deeds, both the purchase deed and that which is sealed, and the sealed deed which is open, and the open deed, and put them in an earthen vessel that they may last many days. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now when I delivered the purchase deed to Baruch, the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Praise God. Amen. Uh, the title of the message this morning for our new year, and I hope to bring this into a thought that maybe you can bring home for your own life. Um, the right of redemption is yours. That's my title this morning. It's like something the Lord, it's a little bit obscure from the context. I'm going to give you the context. It's a phenomenal context there. Preschoolers, I'm told, you can go as well. I think they're probably all gone. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give you context this morning. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Jeremiah, the broken prophet. Jeremiah, a man who had to bring a very difficult word to a nation that he loved deeply. He was a patriot. He loved his country. Uh, he was a Jew, obviously, and uh, had, you know, he was, the reason why he was a weeping prophet because he, he was so burdened with the message that he had to bring to the nation. And that, that message was not an easy message when other preachers and other prophets at the time were prophesying what the people wanted to hear. You know, everything's going to be good. God would never bring judgment to your life. God would never deal with his people this way. When Jeremiah had to bring a difficult message, he said, no, God's, God is sending Nebuchadnezzar. You're going to be taken out of your land for 70 years. There's going to be a horrendous time ahead of us. And, you know, you can imagine if you're someone that really believes in your nation and you love your people and you're having to declare such biblical truths to people. It, it didn't find favor, let's put it this way. He ended up in prison. Uh, you know, a couple of times he was put in prison. Sometimes he was lured into a cistern, uh, which is a big empty, uh, an empty water container that had loads of sent, sediment, and he's, he's really sinking in the sediment, and they, they leave him there for dead. But his message found him, you know, found a lot of hostility because he spoke truth to power. You know, he spoke the reality. And you know, Christian, this morning, I want you to tell you this. It doesn't take me to tell you this. But when you start to stand up and tell the truth to people today, you're going to bear hostilities against you. People are not going to be happy when you tell them that that's not the right way to live your life. They're not going to be happy to say, listen, if you live like this, the judgment of God's going to come upon you. You live like this, you're, you're, you're going to find a judgment in your body because of the sin that you're perpetrating. Your children are going to be sacrificed to it. And that's not going to be popular. But he preached anyhow to, that, to the nation of Israel and ended up in prison. As I said, others were prophesying lies at the time, false comforts to people. And, uh, you know, and all the time, the armies of Nebuchadnezzar are marching. And at this stage of the reading, they are actually in, in, they're not far from Jerusalem itself. They're 12 miles out of Jerusalem. They've conquered most of the land. And uh, the prophecy is coming through. But even still, Zedekiah, the king, is listening to the wrong voices, thinking, we'll make an alliance with Egypt, and we'll get other armies to come and support us, and we will, we will lift this, uh, this uh, siege from us. 
And so, you know, man is always trying to play his last card, isn't he? He's always, there's always another way out. There's, you know, there's another fund you can lay hold of. There's another, there's some other plan or scheme we can hatch to get by. But eventually, within a year of this declaration, the entire nation was going to find itself under the jackboot of the, of the Babylonian Empire. Now, here we have Jeremiah, though. He's in prison because he's a preacher of righteousness, the righteous word of God. And the Lord speaks to him and says, your, your cousin is going to come to you and he's going to try to sell you some land. I mean, come on, you know, think about it. He, he's trying to sell you land that the enemy now possesses. <laughs> I mean, talk about don't buy, they always say don't buy a used car or a second car from a family member or a friend, you know. But could you imagine this family member coming up to you and saying, I've got a great bargain for you, you know. And, uh, and so he knows it's the Lord because the cousin comes to him and says, I want you to buy this land from me for the right of redemption is yours and i'll go into that another time but effectively the right of redemption was within within the jewish culture in the levitical laws that because land was so important all the promises of israel were linked to their land and they valued the land very much their identity was built around the lands uh, of israel that in the levitical laws if a family came into distress and had to sell land out of the family lineage there was a right of redemption for one of the family members to buy that land back at a fair price. And so um, you know, he was saying, you have a right of redemption here to buy this land. So he buys this land, pays silver for it, weighs it out, goes through all the legal norms. Um, you know, there's two deeds. One is a sealed deed and there's one open deed and they're put into an earthen vessel and it's stored for a future time. And of course, you know, everybody's watching on Jeremiah's actions because it's in the courtyard in front of witnesses. This is taking place. This is the very man that said that uh, Babylon's going to take over everything and always buying lands, you know. So is he, is he flip-flopping in his message? You can imagine a lot of second-guessing was going on towards poor Jeremiah. But the Lord told him to do this. And you can imagine Jeremiah, he knows the word of the Lord. He knows for 70 years... Babylon, it, it, I mean, the whole society, as he knows that every man, woman will be dead by 70 years' time. Very few will be alive from that era, maybe small infants possibly, but the average age of a man and woman was 55 years of age at that time, and even younger, 55 was actually quite old. In the Roman Empire, the average age for a man was 25. We don't realize that. They didn't live very long. That was to do with the wars, etc. But back then, they were, you, know, you didn't have health care and you didn't have you know, civic laws protecting you on the same level. So he knew that in 70 years, probably nobody that he would know would be alive connected to that. And he's buying land and it looks ridiculous, it looks pathetic. Or maybe he doesn't believe his own message. What would people think? But there's a level of obedience to faith, isn't there? There really is. When you don't really understand... What's, what God is doing. You know, how far does your faith mold your conduct? How different would your life be if your faith were to cease? That's a question for you, isn't it? Would it be slight? Or would it be revolutionary? If all of a sudden your faith as a Christian was to cease, you were to turn away from it, how different would your life look today? It tells you a lot about the sort of truth of your faith, doesn't it? The answer to this question will determine whether our faith is something that's solid or some sort of dreamy sentiment. Faith is not merely an intellectual exercise. A man's faith may be measured by the influence it has upon his conduct. See, we're going into a 2023 20, year. And, and I believe the Lord wants us to journey in faith. I, I do believe that. 
I believe God wants you to take steps that you've never done before. But faith, work it through obedience. Amen. You cannot, you cannot unhinge that. Jeremiah's faith didn't stop at the church building or at the pulpit. It followed his conduct and how he did commerce. He did it legally correct. You know, how many of us today as Christians, maybe some watching, some listening, some here, and you're being a little bit shady in your business dealings, thinking that you can just hang your hat up in church and, and your faith and your private life are two different things. Well, that's no way to live as a Christian. You can't compartmentalize and say, well, I can sing a hallelujah in court church, but I can curse my brother an hour later on the street or, you know, you know get angry without cause, friends, or behave in a non-Christ-like manner because it's a, I'm a you know, professional Christian and a, and a social blackguard. You know? So you have to be so careful, friends, because our faith cannot be unhinged, unhitched from a lifestyle of obedience to the word of the Lord. Jeremiah followed God in everything that he did. He did it correctly. He did it legally right. Faith will lead you to obedience. You know, faith, you know, there is a passive side to faith that shows itself in trust and submission and resignation, and that's wonderful. But also an active side by expressing itself in obedience. And, and I felt from the Lord that as, as we come into this year, that many of us have leaned on the passive side of faith, this sort of resignation, and that's good. But the obedience is not the lesser of the equation. It is not the lesser, friends. It is intrinsically connected all the way through the Scripture. In the life of this man that was going to be out of pocket, the 17 shekels of silver would have definitely been much more beneficial to Jeremiah knowing that the Babylonians, Babylonians are coming in, food prices will skyrocket, you're going to need some bribe money, you need to have some seed money to start again, you're going to be held, going into Babylon, you need to have something in your pocket. Instead he's buying this, what appears to be this useless field, you know, the enemy is surrounded, and, uh, and, and so there's this, there's this level of saying, okay, God called me to do it, but when God calls you to do it, then you have to do it. It's not some sort of, you know, passive reaction to a moving of the Spirit or a word from the Lord in your life. There comes a time when you have to get up off your seat and put one foot in front of the next. You know, it's grand to sing the songs of Zion in a house like this this morning. But, you know, Monday morning is coming. And into the, into the very workplace, into, the, into, into that place, friends, it, 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 where we trade and do commerce and life and, and, and engage with society... Our faith must be demonstrated by our action. That's why James says faith without works is dead. And so we see Jeremiah's faith being demonstrated by his actions and how he interacted with the word of the Lord. As God's word came to him, he knew he had to dip into his pocket. You know what? You know, you want to talk about honoring the Lord? You're going to have to dip into your pocket. You just can't be all doing it in your head. Amen. Do I hear an amen this morning? You know, there is a sowing into the Word of God. That's your demonstration of obedience, that God is leading me in a direction. It's a fabulous story because obviously this is a redemption story. The right of redemption of your, is yours. And this is a redemption. We can see all, I suppose, the parallels to our lives. How Christ came into this world and bought you and I with his precious blood. Amen. You can see the parallels spiritually. How his salvation came upon us and how... You know, there is that sealing with the Holy Spirit. 
There's that visible open document which is used for normal commerce because you had a sealed document and you had an open document. An open document was to show, show, show provability, a working document to show attachment to the lands. And of course, every man can see your testimony. When you're born again, people can see new life in you. But there's also the apostle John says, it does not yet appear to what we are going to be, for we will be like him when we see him. Amen. You see, there's another hidden side of the testimony. Even though new life has come and you belong to Christ, the fullness of that and in the fullness of time, you will be transformed from your mortal bodies to look like him. That is the second testimony to come from our lives that we look forward to. We see how Christ has left his church behind as a testament in this world. The Apostle Paul says, we have the treasure in the earthen vessel. The Holy Spirit has come. God is testifying within you right now of his presence. And through your life, he is bringing a light shining into this world. That's why he said it to the disciples. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the city on a hill. You are the salt of the earth. And so this is the testament that God has placed in every of his earthen vessels. Praise God this morning. It doesn't get any better than this. You may say to yourself, well, that's a pretty pathetic plan. Have a look around this room. Most of the people I wouldn't even hang out with. And yet this is God's A plan to reach the world. And I say, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible. So he takes the lowly things of the world. He takes the refuse, those which are cast off, and he pours his greatness into them. Friends, it's not about a great you and I. It's about a great God who lives within us, who's given promises for our lives, who invokes within us, who creates a thirst for his presence, who creates an appetite for the ungodly, who gives us an appetite to reach the souls around us. But when he gives us that appetite, let me tell you, there needs to be an obedience to the word of the Lord, and there needs to be a stepping into it. If you want your 2023 to be a real year of momentum in your life, then the right of redemption is yours. We'll see what that means in a minute. But there's a right here, friends. Redemption is to buy back something that has been taken. And how many of you today, how many of us Christians, the enemy has taken your testimony? He's taken your marriage or your children. He's taken your peace. He's taken your first love. He's taken your life from you. And all you're doing is singing songs here on a Sunday. But Monday morning, your life is a wreck. I want to tell you, the right of redemption, your first love, that passion, that power of God is yours by divine right. God wants you to take hold of and to step into all the fullness of what Christ would have for you. Some believe that faith is wholly receptive, simply a living, leaving our case in the hands of God and accepting what he gives. And that's true, friends. But faith is also an action. Faith is also putting that one foot, as I said, in front of the next. The word redemption means... An act of redeeming or atoning for a fault or a mistake. It means deliverance or rescue. It means to repurchase, repurchase of something that was sold. And how many of us have sold so much of our testimony in our life and we sold it back to the enemy into the flesh? How many of us, having been set free, 
have gone back to the old troughs and the old way of thinking and the old way of living. You know, the testimony of God in you and the love of God all over you, and yet feeding at the trough of the world. Like Peter, warming himself by the fires of this world. Like others that walked away and started to become enemies of the gospel. And I want to say this morning that that is not what God would have for you in 2023. God has a time of breakthrough for your life. I believe that with all my heart. If you hear nothing this morning, you have to hear this line. The right of redemption is yours. You have every right in the covenant of his grace. Just say, oh God, I have lost so much over the years. I have not just lost my testimony. I may have lost my health. My marriage might be in the dumpster. My children might be astray. My finances might be everywhere. And God says, that's okay. You need to make a step with your finances and start to tide. You need to make a step in the right direction and regain a family altar again. You may need to make a step in the right direction and begin to apologize to your spouse. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, you apologize. Take the blame and get the blessing. That's faith. It's not just I leave it in the hands of God. How convenient is that? Oh, it's with Him. I hang my faith in, on, on, the, on the court rail of Cork Church, but on Monday, there's no steps of obedience. I, last night, I, I said something, and it's, it would escape many people. Why wouldn't it? Because it escaped me for years. It's like prayer. A lot of people think prayer is the conversation in your head. No, that's just having a conversation with yourself. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is opening your mouth. See this thing you have? And speaking from your heart to God. Anything else is not prayer. It's not prayer. Lie down in your bed and think about your problems and say, oh God, in your mind, that's not prayer. That's having a conversation with yourself. Prayer is an action, friends. It is. It's an act of faith. It's saying, I believe if I articulate truly my heart before God and speak it out to him because I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. That's the prayer that God hears. And there's a right of redemption for you and there's a right of redemption for me. I want you to cast your eyes back on maybe what has attacked your life in the last 12 years. What has come against you and your family? What has the enemy stolen from you? What is it stolen from your family, your heritage? Somehow you need to do battle for your children. And that's not just some quiet resignation. I've prayed for them and now I'm just waiting for the Lord. No, 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 no. That means showing them what a Christian looks like, not telling them what a Christian looks like. Do as I say, not as I do. Oh, hypocrite mom, hypocrite dad. You think your kids are going to augment to a faith like that? No, no. They'll love what you love. They'll behave as you behave. And as you begin to say, oh God, I've been such a foolish man. I have not done business correctly. I'm a great worshiper at Cork Church. But when it comes to Monday, I'm a very different person. You really think that you're going to bring back the captives from Zion? Do you really think that you're going to have restoration of soul? But God would say to you this morning, as he said to me, whatever the enemy has taken... Whatever you've sold again can be reborn again. Hallelujah. There's nothing lost. There's nothing lost in the economy of God. Your spouse, your marriage, your children, your peace, your first love, as I said already. Your passion for God. Maybe that's been taken from you. Maybe that's been taken. Maybe you have just cast it to the side because of, of just foolish behavior. Maybe an Esau moment where the, the food of this world was more important than your birthright. 
you're trying to gratify yourself with what the world can give you. And all the time, you're just throwing to one side the most precious thing that you have, the presence of God, your relationship with Him. His Word no longer takes that place in your life. The place of prayer is forsaken. The lo your love for people who don't know the Lord has so died in you. That you, you know, we can talk a good talk, but there's no real walk that comes out of that. Well, 2023 is the year that you should say the right of redemption is mine. I'm going to step in. I'm going to put one foot in front of the next. I am not just going to be passive and saying it's with the hands of the Lord, for it certainly is. But God's going to call you like, he's going to, like he called Jeremiah. And he says, I want you to do things right. I want you to do things according to the book. Amen. I want you to live your life the right way. Not the wrong way. I want you to give example. I want you to pray. I want you to seek my face. I want you to live a God-glorifying life. And I want you to stop the excuses. It's going to cost you. Right down to your pocket. For those who have been neglecting the Lord all your life, you're just building your own houses and your own paneled houses. Neglecting the house of God. Neglecting your service to the Lord. Well, if you want to see things come back, come on. That right is yours. It's not debarred because of a foolish year. It's not to be debarred because of a foolish decade. The way is open, amen. God has made provision in his great covenant of grace that the manifold grace of God is upon you even now. Oh, how it has been so wasted upon us. How, how that manner of love the Father has lavished upon us. And oftentimes, friends, we leave it fall to the floor. But he continues to lavish his love upon us. That's actually where we get that scripture. We don't know fully yet, but we will be fully known. We will see him as he is. 1 John 3. The right of redemption. Your love for God's word. Why do you have to get up? In the morning, are you going to make time in the evening? Whichever works. But faith work it to obedience. Prayer. When you have to get up early in the morning, do or late in the evening, whatever works, but you have to pray. I hope I can. I hope you can amend this. I really do. This is not to be a, a difficult word. This is a word to encourage you that you don't have another. 2022 or 2021 or 2020 are defined by the failures of your past because I believe that God wants to restore to you not just first love but your passion for him he wants to restore you to a place where the joy of the Lord is your strength he wants to restore you a place where you are walking in victory he wants to restore you to a place where you are bearing fruit for him that your life actually does count and actually really does matter amen not just to him, but to this world around you, that you start to become everything that the Holy Spirit says you are, which is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That wherever you go, the fragrance of Christ goes with you. That whatever I do, I prosper, like Psalm 1 says, that a man planted by the streams of water. Whatever he does, the Scripture says prosperous. Are you prospering today? Because if you're not, friends, I want to tell you, it is the will of God to prosper you. I said it's God's will to prosper you. I'm not talking about just finances, and I believe it's God's will to prosper you financially. But if he takes you to dire straits financially, well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away because there's another compensation comes in in those places. Other revelations become more endearing. But the reality is for the Christian not to live in a place where you have been robbed of what God would have for you. 
You may say this morning, but it's been too long. I've been on a dark road for too long. 70 years they were going down the dark road, but that deed was still there in the earthen vessel. I've met young men and women, and you've been in darkness. Some of you are even here this morning, and some may watch. And there's darkness all around you, but I see a light in you because I remember when you give your heart to Christ. Your mom and your dad heard you and saw you. Your Sunday school teacher, your youth worker, that youth weekend, that event where God, the Holy Spirit, broke into your heart, and you wept, and you cried, and you knew God touched you. And yet there's so much darkness around you. I want to tell you, the deed is still in the earthen vessel. The testimony is still there. The light has never been expunged. Amen. Oh, I tell you, I spoke to a young man here last week. And I was going through a lot of difficulties of his own making. Really of his own making. And I looked at, I looked at this young man in the eyes. Handsome, wonderful young man. And I said, you are one of ours. The light of God is in you. And he looked at me with a hard look. How could you say that? Because I know where he's been. And I know what he's got up to. And I said, it doesn't matter what you've done. The testimony of God is inside you. The earthen vessel, friends, it is stored in it. There's a treasure. I remember when you called upon the name of Jesus and he heard you. Now I want to tell you, even though you resold yourself again, the right of redemption is yours. Hallelujah. The right to be brought back in into the fellowship of the saints, friends, into the plan and purposes of God, to live a life that's not defined by those failures anymore, but defined by the righteous call of God in your life and the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit just moving and living through you that you have your being in Christ. Every step of you will walk and talk and say, Jesus. But it's not some dreamy faith. It's not some weepy moment at court church on the first Sunday of the year. And it becomes passive. My point is, it's not just passive. It's purposeful. Jeremiah didn't just fold his hands. Oh, that's a great word from the Lord. It's not going to cost me anything to serve the Lord. It cost him 17 shekels of silver. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a lot to me. Bad investment. Paying your tithe every Sunday. What do I get for it? Well, it, might be, it might be 70 years before you see a return for it. But I want to tell you, friends, he's no man's debtor. It's the best bank you can ever put it into the bank of heaven. Amen. Your time. Oh, Jesus says, you give a glass of water in my name. It won't be forgotten you. What a thought. I forget it. Even people are so gracious in the church with cleaning and working and fantastic people. And, and I do, and I'm so sorry. But I hope never to. But I'll forget it from time to time. I tend not to because the guys know I'm pretty diligent about people helping. But even if I do, he doesn't forget it. See, the right of redemption is yours. Whatever the darkness of 22 was, have faith and put one foot in front of the next and be obedient. And let God do a wonderful work in your life. The testimony was sealed and it was one open. But now we are the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. What a promise, friends. Even in the weakest Christian with the greatest failures in your life today. What a, that promise is as much for you as it is for any 
terrific Christian in court church. Hallelujah. The earthen vessel, you, has the deed of the Holy Spirit in you. Hallelujah. And God is calling you from deep, calling unto deep. The depth that's in God calling to the depth of your despair today saying, hear my voice. Hearken unto the voice of your Lord this morning. Put your faith in God. For, as the psalmist said, for I would yet praise him. And you will, friends. You'll raise a hallelujah like never before. And it won't be some sort of dreamy song that you sing. It won't be some sort of popular Christian song that comes up. And we just like, I like that song. I often sit, stand and I, do we really understand? Do I really understand the depth of some of the words? I love the catchy rhythms and I love the clap and I love the drums and I love the singing and I love the, all the wonderful drama that goes with it. I think that's wonderful. It's creative. It's powerful. It's energy. It's all good. But I tell you one thing. Sometimes I say to myself, do I really understand what I'm saying here? The depth of it. And to be honest with you, no, it escapes me. But I'm saying, oh God, give me a revelation of such truths. That when I sing them, they begin to ignite my soul again. And give me confidence and faith for my future. Faith working through obedience, friends. God will call you to this year of a life of faith and action. And that's what you're going to take away from this sermon today. The right of redemption is yours. You have every right to take back what the enemy or the flesh has taken from you. And you have every right to seek the Lord. But it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you to do things right. Legally right. Righteously. Live the right way. Behave the right way. Not just some sort of committal prayer. You know what I'm saying? Not some sort of easy Christianity. I just left it with God. But Monday morning I just do live life the way I want to live it. No, no, no. Our Monday mornings must be a life given to God. Our transactions, our behaviors, our interactions. The right of redemption is yours. You have the right to forgive. Seven times 70 plus one again. You have the right to love. You have the right to embrace. You have the right to walk in victory, Christian. A victory that was hard won for you. Because I want to tell you, we celebrate the cross this morning, but do we really, really understand the torture it took? Do we really understand the, the blood, the drops of blood that he sweated for us? Do we really understand the cat of nine tails that took the flesh from his back, they plucked the beard from his face, they put a crown of thorns in his head, they beat him, kicked him, whipped him, stripped him naked, friends, hung him on a cross. The torture, do we really understand the demonic oppression and attack that took place all the way through that Villa Dolorosa as he walked to his cross at Golgotha? Oh, friends, it wasn't with the palsy things like silver and gold that you were purchased, but with the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, God, give me a revelation of that blood. Give me a revelation of the victory. And give me the confidence and courage to live like Jeremiah did. Not just believe in the word, but acting upon it. Because for too many New Year's resolutions, I have simply left it in your hands. And I've just walked on the way I've done in other years. Well, this should not be a year. This is the year you put that to end. This is a year you say, oh God, no. I am believing. But I'm also putting one foot in front of the next. And I believe that you will have a right of redemption. I believe that you will see restored as Israel did, the captives from Zion. Their hearts, the Bible says, were filled with laughter and their mouths with songs of joy as the Lord restored their fortunes of old. What a great joy for 2023 for you as a Christian 
to see your fortunes restored of old. That smile back in your face. That passion for the Lord. That passion for souls. That desire for holiness. That desire to love rather than hate. Embrace rather than push away. That generosity of heart that you would do without so that others would have. That desire to see the gospel spread, that it would cost you, you said, I would give it. Even to the point of laying down your life for Jesus' Oh, to see those purposes coming back, that's the right of your inheritance, friends. That's the right for you to have back in your life. And that's what God would have for you. No more 2022 with all its stains upon you and yours. 2023 is the year that you have faith and you have action and you do things right and you will see the glory of God because once again, he said, this land will be once again inhabited. The houses will be inhabited. The fields will be replanted. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens by the earth and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Bow your heads with me this morning. For whatever mountain you face in your personality, in your lack, in your fear, the right of redemption is yours. He has given you that right to come back and take back all that God has given to you. Take it back from the enemy. Why? Because the deed, the Holy Spirit, the seal, of eternal life that lives within you. You have a legal right to say this belongs to me. You have a legal right. It's not a presumptuous right. Just like the prodigal who spent his substance and riotous living, he was still the father's son. And when he understood that he was still his father's son, I will go back to my father with no pretenses about who I am or what I've done. What I've done was evil. But I will go back to my father. Come back to your father this morning. Live 2023 full of faith, but not a dreamy sentiment, a faith that's got action to it, a faith that's got conviction to it. And put one step first, friends. Tomorrow morning, take that first step. Take it today. Take it right now in your heart because the Holy Spirit will be putting his hand upon areas of your life that you need to address. Should you be obedient to the Lord and address them, you are going to have the most wondrous years. You will have no difficulty in bringing a praise report into this house. For you will be able to stand in the midst of God's people and say, surely God has been good to me. For those who have been so far away, that was me. He has been kind and he has shown his mercy. Would you stand? We're going to just worship for a moment. Maybe you just need a touch from the Lord. Maybe, maybe you've been one, like many of us, like me even, that moved into a new year dragging the old like some sort of weight around my ankle. <laughs> all the same failures, all the same vices. And I prayed, and I prayed at altars, and you've prayed. And we said, oh, I left my burden at the altar. Well, that's good to leave your burden at the altar, friends. But when you meet with God, things must change. Amen? It's going to cost. But oh, friends, is it worth it? Is it worth it? We talk about trading our sorrows. You know, I'm trading my sorrows. Start to trade now, God. Say, Lord, I'm giving you my finances. I'm giving you my relationships. I'm giving you my children. 
And now, God, I am going to, by your grace, I'm going to start redeeming the testimony in my own life. I'm going to be what you call me to be, not just a, theor a theoretical Christian, but men and women are going to see a godly man, a godly woman. By your grace, this can happen, but I commit to those ways. Now commit to those ways today. Close your eyes and raise your hands to the Lord and say, Oh God, I know. And many of you are fearful because you know it's going to be tested. It will be tested. That's why you got it. Don't worry about the test, friends. The test is fine. You have a deed of covenant in your life called the Holy Spirit. So the test will stand water. Amen. So you have a legal right. The right of redemption is yours. It's yours by law. He lives within you. You can't but win. I said, You can't but win. But at what stage do you open up your eyes to that truth and say, that's an amazing truth. I cannot lose here. You cannot lose. You can only get better. Amen. Hallelujah. You're already in the house of God. You're already in the beloved. You can only go one direction now as you take that step of faith this morning here at Cork Church. Embrace a year where you say the right of redemption of all these attributes that should be mine in Christ, are mine in Christ, and I believe for them, and I receive them, and I will step out in every single one of them. Become a person again of the word, a person of prayer, a person of generosity, a person of forgiveness, a person of love, a long-suffering. Hallelujah, Lord, I pray right now, God, for every man and woman. Come on, pray for yourself this morning. Don't be praying for anyone else but yourself. This is a long year ahead of us. We've got a lot of battles to fight. We've got a lot of enemies. The enemy's everywhere, friends. He's all over the world. He's all, the enemy's right at our doors. So the enemy's in our houses. But I want to tell you, there's a deed of covenant inside in your life this morning and in my life. And the right of redemption is yours. So whatever the enemy says to you, you have a right to believe and see God move in your life. Now take that step of faith and say, okay, God, certain things are going to go in your name. I'm not going there anymore. You're going to have to watch the internet. You're going to have to watch the friends you hang out with. You're going to have to give up friends. You're going to have to find some new ones. Amen. And I'm talking to some of them might be even Christians because you're hanging around with gossips. And unless they repent and change, you need to tear away from there. There's gossips. They're going to rob you of your faith and they're going to fill you with nonsense. Maybe you're the gossip. You say, oh God, I'm here this morning. I'm giving up that gossip tongue. Jesus, I'm stepping into a whole new area of faith. I'm going to be a person that speaks goodness and kindness. I'm going to speak righteousness over people's lives. Let it be said of you that you're a godly man or a woman this morning, that you say only what God says, and you speak the truth of God and love to your friends. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, for all our church today, Lord, for every one of our dear people today, Lord, those here and those watching, Lord, I ask you, Father, that the right of redemption will be theirs. To buy back that which had been resold again will be brought back, brought under the covenant of your grace again, Lord. And that victory will begin to shine through every one of your people. Oh God, I pray victory. Victory in the marriages, victory in the relationships, victory in their health, victory in their finance, victory in how they conduct themselves in the world, in their business, with their neighbors how to act in the school and in the workplace. Victory in Jesus' name, oh God, that the world would begin to see real Christians standing in the love of God and the power of God. The right of redemption is ours, God, for you have deposited in us a deed. And we praise your name for that, Father. You purchased us. And so, God, we will live for you this year. And we know that you will give us the grace. But, Lord, we pray you give us the character to step forward and to live this life in an honoring, God-glorifying manner. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.